Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. And we're blasting. It's Broncos Blast. We ask our Broncos correspondent, Ian St. Clair, Mile High Report. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. Is Emmanuel Sanders' performance Thursday, former number one re- uh, receiver here in Denver, looked brilliant for the 49ers in their victory uh, on Thursday. Is that the best indictment yet about uh, Denver Broncos and what the heck they're doing? And Ian will chime in on uh, their do-nothing approach and does it point to big problems as well. And it's all brought to you by... Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway, from personal and sports memorabilia to museum-quality fine art. Go to Framed Art uh, with Brian Hart at 3065 South Broadway, where they offer other services besides framing, custom placking, printing on canvas, and metal. Check it out. You can see it all on Twitter or on their Facebook page. It's the best time of year to be a sports fan. What a great World Series, but that's over now. It's just pro and college football that are hitting the home stretch, plus hockey and hoops are getting going. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown, and Stoney's Uptown, 1035 17th Street, just a, just a little bit west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big screen TVs will show you every game, and Stoney's Uptown is now the home for Nebraska Cornhusker fans every game day. They start at 10 o'clock today. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's Bar and Grill, and Stoney's Uptown, check them out. Hey, and good morning, Ian St. Clair. Do we have you, Ian? Yes, I'm no? here. <laughs> good. You, you, are, you, but, are you all right, Ian? You, don't, you sound a little down. Are you all right? <laughs> it's tough for Broncos. Hey, I, uh, for guys I, I covering feel like the team. We're, 
I feel like we're in the, for those who've watched Stranger Things, I feel like we're in the upside down because it feels like we're going through the same stuff we went through three years ago. Well, we just yeah. got finished saying how hard to, uh, hard to argue. how Paxton Lynch raised uh, Gary Kubiak's hypertension to the point where I call. I said, well, Paxton Lynch gives a new definition Close. to coach killer, I Close. guess. Close. But my question for you is, after watching Emmanuel Sanders wake up and look brilliant for the 49ers on uh, national TV the other night, uh, is this the best indictment yet on what the, what the heck are the Broncos doing here? I think so, because it shows what happens when you have a franchise quarterback. And John Lynch knew that he needed to go out and get one, and he wasn't afraid to to make the big, bold move to get that quarterback. And when you throw in Kyle Shanahan with with his offense, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it is the biggest indictment, but it's not because of Emmanuel Sanders. I think it's because the Broncos continue to not have a franchise quarterback and seem scared and tentative to do what's needed to, to get that franchise quarterback. Well, it, it seems to me they just don't want to bottom out. I mean, sometimes you got to take your lumps. Or you do. In a, re, in a rebuild, you technically take your lumps. You're not tanking. You're just taking your lumps, right? They don't want to go there. They'd rather stay in mediocrity and muddle along like this, like they have been, rather than just bottoming out, play the rookies, let them take their lumps, let them learn on the job, all the things that are necessary. They're just afraid to go down to, to the depths. And listen, teams have done that and come back stronger. And they're, they don't seem willing to do that. We could paraphrase Joe Flacco, couldn't we? Uh, they, yeah. They're already bottoming out. What yeah. are they afraid of? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Ian, uh, you know, do-nothing approach points to big problems. That was the title on your podcast this week. Yeah, and that, and that ties into the fact, like like Mark just said, they've, they've convinced themselves that they are a, a quarterback away, that they're, they're just one or two pieces away from competing for Super Bowls, from keeping the Pat Bowen mantra alive of we compete for Super Bowls, and if it's not a Super Bowl win, it's a failure. And I'm trying to find the logic in having a quarterback you knew was a project and you're willfully keeping him from practicing. And then the line thrown out by Vic Fangio and the Broncos is that, well, he's not starting or he's not practicing because he's not starting. Well, because the clock would be running on him having to having to be activated, which is again, technicalities. And so you're not practicing him because he's not starting. Well, then that creates the line of, well, why does anyone practice if they're not exactly. starting? <laughs> yeah, you hope Brandon Allen's I, been practicing up to this point, don't you? you know, yeah, I, I yeah, there's a lot of reasons for yeah. the practice, like because you drafted him to be your yeah. future quarterback. Yeah. There's a there's, there's a, a good a reason, reason to yeah. uh, you know to practice. It, it, it's just a, a weird dynamic going on down there, uh, and I don't know why. I guess Fangio <laughs> is you know first year as a head coach. He's got he's got the contract to look down the line. And if they don't start looking down the line now, I mean, when are they going to start? Yeah, at two and at two and six. You're right. Last week, uh, I called it. I said the Broncos are improving. They're going to go down at a wire with a Colts team that has just beaten two huge opponents, including winning in Kansas City, and they'd be disinterested. And they showed that with all their penalties, and it went down to the wire. This week, I have a different take on the game, and I want to get your uh, breakdown and prediction, Ian. I think that uh, the Broncos uh, quarterback, who has never taken a snap in the NFL, the Browns are coming in here to bloody this guy. This is a game 
Game 9 that I thought was pivotal uh, for the Broncos preseason. I predicted this would be the game they had to win to have a shot at 8-8. Eight and eight. Instead, this season is lost. They'll never get to 8-8. Eight and, eight, and it's the Browns for whom this is a pivotal yeah. game. They have to turn their it's season true. around now against a bad team in the Denver Broncos. And I, when you look at it, by all accounts, not only is Brandon, is he making his first start and taking his first snap, he's going against this defense with Olivier Vernon and, Gar- and uh, Miles Garrett going against Elijah Wilkinson and Garrett Bowles. So it, against with this offensive line, if you're playing fantasy football, pick up the Cleveland defense because that's going to be something that could potentially <laughs> lead you to a victory in fantasy football. I, I Adam had his his key to the game was that the, the Broncos defense needs to do the near impossible and that's hold the Browns offense to under 13 points. I think the Broncos the Broncos defense does that to the Browns and it's still not enough because the Broncos offense is so bad and I I, I get that people want to put their hopes on Brandon Allen being the guy because he's more mobile and he can get out of the pocket. He's still making his first NFL start. He's still doing it behind this offensive line. He's not going to be able to do much, if anything at all. And I, I just, I, I at this point, it feels like they're just they're kicking the can down to nowhere by continually playing a guy in Brandon Allen who's never taken a uh, snap while holding on to Drew Locke because you want to put him in a situation to succeed against the Chargers in December, meanwhile not giving him practice reps. It just it, it doesn't make any sense. But as for this game on Sunday, I think it's two bad teams, and when that usually happens, you get a good pillow fight. <laughs> I, you know, and I know you, you talking big picture here, I know you monitor what's going on with the rest of the media in this town, and, and um, Mark Slareth, our colleague here at 104.3 The Fan, uh, has been very hard on John Elway, very hard on Garrett Bowles, issued an apology to to, the, to them this week for what he had said or how he said it. Do you think he needed to? I don't. I don't think he needed to apologize for speaking the truth. Some people think he maybe took it a little too far. I, I, I think sometimes the truth hurts. I think what we saw from Mark Schlereth is frustration. Yes. And I think that's what the fans and Broncos country have been feeling for three years. They want somebody to have that level of frustration a former Broncos player who put it on the line every single week. I still remember when Mark Schlereth on the, on the, on the tail of the, one of the Super Bowl wins, he was on it for NFL films and he was talking about how he was terrified every single day. He went to the facility because he thought it was going to be his last time. And it doesn't seem like there's that level of care for this organization from anybody from the top down. And I think the difference is, is when Mark Schlereth was playing, there was an owner there to hold him accountable. There isn't anybody to hold anybody accountable in this organization. So I, 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 I wish he wouldn't have apologized because nope. that's the level of frustration that this fan base feels, and it needs to be said. You need to hold these people accountable because nobody else is. I agree. Oh, well okay. said. Well, let's get to uh, the predictions. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'd love to see the Broncos just hammer the Colts. I root against the Colts more than I root for any team. Uh, and then last week on the sidelines, the Colts are wearing and they're selling 1953 hats. 
Uh, this is galling. <laughs> They're celebrating the team that the year moved the, the the year that the team moved to Baltimore. They were the Dallas Texans playing only an away schedule. They had folded. The league was on. The NFL was operating the team. This is the city in Baltimore. That, that the Ursay family ripped the heart out of and stole their favorite team. It wasn't the Orioles. It was, it was a Colts town. Yeah. The gall was typically Ursay. Baby. But I, 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 think, I think the Browns win decisively this week. How have you got it? I, I have the Browns winning too, but I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think the, the Broncos' defense does what Adam thinks is near impossible and holds, holds the Browns to under 13 points. And still loses. I think wow. it's going to be 11-9 Cleveland. <laughs> oh, wow, 11-9. You know, Broncos defense is fourth in yards per game in the NFL, eighth in points per game, fourth in the AFC, 19.8. Uh, the, the defense has been good enough for a team that's contending for a playoff spot. The offense is 26th in yards per game and uh, and points per game, I think, is similar at, at, at 15.6. Ian, we will uh, read your commentary. Uh, and and uh, listen to you on the podcast at Mile High Report. Tell people how they can listen to you and find your stuff. Anywhere you find your podcasts, look for Mile High Report Radio or just Mile High Report and uh, click the subscribe button. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review and, and let us know what you think. And um, yeah, the podcast is a lot of fun. It says, I told you, Michael, Adam, and I have done it for over 25 years. The only difference is now it's being recorded and we're not drinking while we do it, although we probably should be drinking. <laughs> I think the season is only halfway over. You'll get there. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. thank you, Ian. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Thanks, Ian. Take care. Ian, at Ian St. Clair, That's at awesome. Mile High Report. And that was our Broncos blast for this. I guess you got to laugh so you don't cry if yes, you're a Bronco exactly fan. Right. That, or maybe you have to have a drink at Argonaut Wine and Liquor. It'll sell it to you. Ram Roundup, Kelly Lyle, a Coloradan, is back next with Mark Knutson. They will recap. The big 41-31 upset win versus Fresno State and predict today's game.